0: Hello and welcome to the Mythical Storytelling Podcast. I'm your host and storyteller, Shinjan. I've always been fascinated by the myths and the stories behind those myths in cultures throughout the world. So, if you, like me, are interested in exploring these stories behind the myths, then this is the right podcast for you. So, without further ado, let's start with today's story. Today's story is the continuation of the story called The Labors of Hercules, Chapter 2, as retold by Robert Graves. Brought to you by Holiday Whispers, your bespoke and personal holiday planner. Visit holidaywhispers.co.uk today for all the help you need and want to plan your next holiday. And the best part is that it's completely free, so get onto that website now. Also, if you're an aspiring podcaster like me and don't know where to start, check out Burstsprout.com. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and the best way to launch, promote and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts and more within minutes of finishing your recording. And if you sign up for a paid plan through the link in the description, you will receive a $20 Amazon gift voucher. How cool is that? Right. Let's continue with the story now. The seventh labour was to capture a bull, the terror of Crete. It chased farmers and soldiers, patted down huts and barns, trampled cornfields flat, frightened women and children. This bull had first appeared when Europa's son Minos told the Cretans, I am king of this island, let the gods send me a sign to prove it. As he spoke, the Cretan saw a snow white bull with golden horns swimming in from the sea. But instead of sacrificing this beautiful beast to the gods, as he should have done, Minos kept it and sacrificed another. Zeus punished him by letting the bull escape and make trouble all over Crete. Hercules tracked the bull to a wood. There he climbed a tree, waited for it to pass and jumped on its back. After a hard struggle, he managed to clip a ring through the bull's nose and take it safely across the sea to Eurystheus. The eighth labour was to capture the four savage mares of the Thracian king, Diomedes. Diomedes fed this mares on the flesh of strangers who visited his kingdom. Hercules sailed to Thrace, landed near the palace, went straight to Diomedes' stables Chased away the grooms and drove the mares plunging and kicking down to the seashore. Alarmed by the noise, Diomedes called the palace guards and hurried in pursuit. Hercules left the mares in charge of his groom, Abderus, and turned to fight. The battle was short. He stunned Diomedes with his club and allowed the mares to eat him alive, as they had unfortunately also eaten Abderus, who could not control them. Before he left, Hercules instituted annual funeral games in Abdurus' honour, but finding his ship too small for all four mares, he harnessed them to Diomedes's chariot, left the ship behind and drove home by the way of Macedonia. The ninth labour was to get a famous golden girdle from Hippolyte, queen of the Amazons who lived on the southern coast of the Black Sea, and bring it back as a present for Eurystheus' daughter, Hercules reached Amazonia without danger. The queen Hippolyte fell in love with him and he could have had the cradle as a gift. However, the goddess Hera spitefully disguised herself as an Amazon and spread the rumour that Hercules had come to kidnap Hippolyte and carry her away to Greece. The angry Amazons jumped on their horses and rode to rescue her, shooting arrows at Hercules as they went. Though Hercules beat off the attack, Hippolyte was killed in the confusion of the battle. So he took the girdle from her dead body and sailed sadly away. He would have liked to marry Hippolyte and hated giving the girdle to Eurystheus' daughter. The tenth labour was to steal a herd of red cows from King Gaon who lived on an island near the ocean stream. Gaon had three bodies but only one pair of legs. Hera hoped that Hercules would fail in this last labour or else not have time to finish it before the 99 months were up. When he reached the western end of the Mediterranean Sea, where Spain and Africa were joined together in those days, he cut a channel between them. The cliffs on either side are still called the Pillars of Hercules. Then he sailed out into the ocean in a golden boat lent to him by the sun, using his lion skin for a sail. As he landed on Gaon's island, a two headed dog attacked him. He struck it dead with a swing from his club and did the same to Gaon's husband. Lastly, Gaon himself rushed from his palace like a row of three men. The goddess Hera tried to help him by flashing a mirror in Hercules' eyes. But he dodged and killed Gaon with an arrow shot sideways through all his three bodies. Then he shot at Hera too, wounding her in the shoulder. She flew off, screaming for Apollo and Artemis to draw out the arrow and make her well again. Hercules drove the red cows across the Pyrenees and along the south coast of France. At the Alps, however, a messenger of Hera's misdirected him on purpose. He turned right and went all the way down to the straits of Messina before he realized that this was Italy and not Greece. Angrily he turned back and wasted still more time when he had reached what is now Trieste because Hera sent her gadfly which stung the cows in their tenderest parts. They stampeded eastwards and Hercules had to follow their tracks for five or six hundred miles as far as the Crimea. There. An ugly snake-tailed woman promised to round them up on condition that he kissed her three times. He did so, though grudging every kiss, and the last came safely home to Greece with the cows just as the 99 months ended. Hercules should now have been set free, but on Hera's advice Eurystheus said, You did not perform my second labor properly because you called in your friend Aeolius to help kill the Hydra. And you did not perform my fifth labour properly either because Orgius paid you for cleaning his cattle yard." How unfair!" cried Hercules. I call Eulus because Hera interfered. She sent a crab to bite my foot. And though Orgius certainly betted me twenty cows to one that I could not clean the cattle yard in a day, I would have performed the labour anyhow. No argument please. You made the bet. So instead of working for me alone, you got twenty cows from another man. Nonsense. Orgeus refused to pay me. He claimed that I had not cleaned the yard myself. The river god did it. He was quite right. The labor should not count as your own work. You must perform two more, but you may take your time over them. Agreed, said Hercules. And if I live to complete them... It will be the worst for your family. Eurystheus had thought of two very dangerous extra labors. The first was to fetch the golden apples of the Hesperides from the far west. And the second was to capture the dog Cerberus and drag him up from Tartarus. We'll find out about these two labors in the next episode of the podcast. End of chapter 2. Thank you for listening to today's story. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you have any thoughts or comments, you can reach out to me on my Twitter. My handle is blabberingshin or you can email me at imshinjan at gmail.com. So that is I-A-M-S-H-I-N-J-A-N at gmail.com. Please subscribe to my podcast if you've liked my work and don't forget to share it with your friends and family. I look forward to entertaining you with more mythical stories like this going forward. Adios.